Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Welcome in to the Thursday edition of our program. Glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective each weekday. A busy, busy hour today and glad to have you with us. And I tell you what, an awesome day of sports locally yesterday. We'll recap everything today starting here in just a bit with high school baseball from last night. Some outstanding games up at Jennings County. It was a long afternoon, a long evening because of some weather delays in the opening game with Jeff and Jennings County. But finally, we got that game in and the new Albany Floyd Central rematch from the Hoosier Hills Conference Tournament. It was as good as you could imagine and as you thought it might be. Tucker Biven last night was amazing for New Albany with 14 strikeouts. He went the distance, pitched all seven innings, gave up just three hits to Floyd Central. Just a nip-and-tuck ball game last night that was a lot of fun to be a part of. We got off the air last night right around 12.30, sometime around that time mark. Uh, A late night, but a fun night. And the good news is uh, postseason baseball is just getting underway. So a lot of fun still ahead. But uh, we'll have a, a lot on that coming up. Also, uh, Coach Woodson and Coach Allen out at Huber's last night. A jam-packed event that I hated to miss but had to because of our sectional coverage on the radio. Coach Woodson with some interesting things to say. We knew it would be a lot of fun, and you knew you were going to catch Coach Woodson last night in a good mood with Trace Jackson Davis coming back, uh, making that announcement late last week. But I think the big takeaway from last night from uh, Coach Woodson's talk, both to the media and the sold-out crowd at Huber's, is that he wants to try to get Louisville and Kentucky back on the schedule as soon as possible. He obviously has a very close relationship with Kenny Payne, the new U of L coach, and uh, is in communication with John Calipari, he said last night. So I think that's interesting. Fans want those games, specifically that Indiana-Kentucky game that's got so much historical value to it. I think everybody wants to see that somehow, some way, at some location played on a somewhat regular basis as well. So it sounds like that is something that Coach Woodson uh, is eyeing up and is trying to work out as well. But more on Coach Woodson and Coach Allen and a job well done last night by Les Wright, the organizer of the event for the IU Varsity Club, former Floyd Central AD, understand just an outstanding crowd. Three years because of COVID, I believe, that event did not happen. So uh, IU fans glad to have the coaches barnstorming 
back in the area uh, last night. And again, a fabulous event. It all sounds like once again up at Huber's. Show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, Tucker Bivin is on the phone with us, and we'll talk with him in just a moment about his amazing performance last night and New Albany's big win over Floyd Central. But again, it was a great game all the way around. Dylan Hogan of Floyd Central, one of the three hits was a home run. Bishop Letson, who's committed to Purdue, was really good last night as well. We saw great pitching really in both games. Max McEwen was great for Jeffersonville. He had a home run and pitched the full game for the Red Devils. And the good news for Jeff and New Albany, whoever can win that semifinal, uh, Biven or McEwen, they'll be available again Monday for the championship game for whoever gets there. So things went really well to plan last night for the Devils and the Dogs, and Tucker Biven is going to join us here in just a few moments. Later in the hour, it's Thursday, so that means Alex Bozich with Inside the Hall is always with us as we talk IU basketball. We'll recap everything from last night up at Huber's and some of the key takeaways from what Coach Woodson had to share. And then later in the show, we'll be joined by brand-new Jeffersonville coach Sharon Wilkerson. He is returning home to be a devil, not as a player this time, but he'll be the head coach of Jeffersonville and a really neat opportunity for Sharon to come back to where it all began for him, an outstanding basketball career that he's had, and uh, getting a chance not, not just to help as an assistant coach, but he is the guy at Jeffersonville, and so we'll have him on the program to talk about his new job opportunity a little bit later in the hour today. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. And let's get right to our first guest, Tucker Biven, with us to begin our Thursday show. Tucker, a great performance last night. Uh, I know I was concerned about being up so late and broadcasting uh, well after midnight, but uh, your pitching and great baseball all the way around kept us very focused on the game last night. 14 strikeouts. Uh, tell us about your big night last night. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good night for me. Uh, I kind of knew it was going to be you know, a pretty good game. When I was in the bullpen, I was feeling pretty good, feeling kind of amped up with the late night, late night start, so... You know, you can't take those opportunities for granted even if you start at 945. You just got to play on through because sometimes you don't get it again. Yeah, Tucker Biven, our guest, uh, 14 strikeouts, a complete game effort for him last night as New Albany a winner 3-1 to one over rival Floyd Central. A year ago, Floyd Central knocked you guys out of the sectional. It was a very close game, a very intense game as well. To get an opportunity to get the starting assignment against the Highlanders, you knew you'd likely be in that spot when the pairings came out a few weeks ago. What's it mean to win a game like that against a rival where the winner advances and the loser goes home? Yeah, when the pairings came out for sectionals, uh, I kind of had that game in the back of my mind from last year. I was just telling myself, just be me and whatever comes out, you know, it, it happens. So, Talking with Tucker Biven here to begin our program today. Tucker, uh, have you ever played a game, and I know the answer is going to be yes with all the travel baseball and the opportunities you've had to really play across the country, but have you ever played a game that went beyond midnight? And was it weird at all, or were you even thinking about time and just focused in on your pitching? Uh, well, Lake Point last year, actually, we actually started at 1 a.m. Wow. We actually started a game at 1, so and I, I, I started that game too, so I've, I've had some experience with it. 
what was uh, working last night? I think the answer will be a lot of things, but in your pitching arsenal, was there a certain pitch that you found the most success with or that you felt was the fastest or the best last night? Uh, all my pitches were working last night. You know, I was I was mainly throwing change-ups to lefties and sliders to righties, and that kind of kept them off balance and it let my fastball work also. Tucker, uh, New Albany and Floyd Central is a great rivalry. Now you've got the Red Devils coming up on Saturday. Uh, each and every game, these big games, rival games, tournament games, are very meaningful, I know, for you and the team and really underscore how good Southern Indiana baseball uh, is once again this season. Uh, talking about not just your teammates, but also Floyd Central as well, a lot of talent in that game last night, a lot of players that are going to go on to play collegiately. I think nine players in that game last night are currently committed to play some level of college baseball. There obviously are some younger players that will add to that list as they get to the upper classes of high school. But, man, a lot of talent in that game last night and really in this sectional overall. Yeah, there's a lot of talent in our sectional. And Southern Indiana's, you know, they're on the uprise of, you know, baseball, basketball, whatever the sport is pretty underrated area and just to be in that sectional it's pretty good pretty right. good competition to play against all right tucker what would it mean in your senior year to not just beat jeff on saturday but to have a chance to win the sectional on memorial day uh, i feel pretty good i've never i've actually never won a sectional in baseball or basketball so this one feels special senior year and i've got to ask you about the rematch with the red devils they got you in the regular season uh, about the, at the midway point of the year, uh, talk about the challenge ahead for you and your teammates on Saturday. Yeah, the first time we played them, we were a little sloppy in the field. Didn't really make adjustments at the plate, so I feel like we'll be ready this time. We'll make adjustments early and hopefully play some clean baseball. New Albany pitcher Tucker Biven is my guest. Tucker has been committed to the University of Louisville since before his freshman year of school. Uh, you've got some decisions and some really interesting things coming up for you. I know your sole focus right now is with New Albany and trying to win this sectional and have success in the state tournament, but you've got a decision to make and some opportunities ahead. You'll go to the MLB Combine out in California later in June. Uh, that's a unique opportunity where you get to showcase your abilities as a pitcher in front of MLB scouts, uh, really at all levels. Uh, that's got to be exciting for you and your family. I know, again, the focus is on New Albany, but can you tell us a little bit about that chance to go out west and showcase yourself in front of pro scouts oh uh, yeah it's definitely definitely special i it's something I, you know i don't take for granted because not everybody gets a chance to do this so i'm just going to make the best of it and show people who i am talking with tucker biven tonight tucker i want to go back to the game last night for just a moment and uh, talk about uh, a few other things uh, a shout out to gavin rand he's a freshman a catcher and uh, catching all of your heat that you were throwing last night. Uh, you're, you're a team first guy. You mention the team often, but a little bit about what Gavin and your teammates did to back you up and help out in that victory. Yeah, he's been amazing this year. You know, not every not every day you get a freshman who can come in there and catch a ball over ninety consistently and block sliders and throw out people who drop their strikes. So. He's definitely gotten a lot better this year and been able to handle me and, you know, Carson and teasing. So shout out to him for that. T Tucker, uh, also you were working really, really fast last night. I've seen you pitch a number of times, uh, and I know when you get in a groove, sometimes you can really be a speedy pitcher. 
there weren't a lot of time uh, ticking off the clock in between pitches. Was that just your mentality? Was that the groove you were in? A little bit about why and how you were pitching so quickly and so determined last night. Oh uh, yeah, it's that's just a style of pitching I like to like to go by. And then you know the rivalry obviously got me amped up. Late night start the crowd, so a lot of that played into a factor of working fast and just getting going. Tucker, getting back to your future as we close out this segment, uh, committed to the University of Louisville. There could be some professional baseball opportunities depending on how things go here in the next month or so and, of course, the MLB draft coming up later in the summer. But uh, your focus, I know, is on U of L. That's where you've been committed now for many years. You try to get over to the U of L baseball games, I know, as often as you can during the season when those opportunities present themselves. But how are you kind of handling all this? The the college uh, opportunity, which is a big one at U of L, playing for Coach McDonald, or per- perhaps the the chance to play professional baseball and get in that MLB system right out of the gate. Uh, what's your focus, and how do you break all this down and, and consider what your options are? Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of enjoying the ride and taking it all in right now. But you know, my yeah, my main focus is obviously Louisville. That's always been my dream school, and you can't really beat the coaching staff over there. So it's it's a once in a lifetime type of thing. All right, great stuff, Tucker Bivin with us after a long night pitching. New Albany defeated Floyd Central 3-1. That game ended right around 12.30 or so last night. And by the time Tucker and his team got home, it was probably near 2 o'clock and, of course, a school today. Tucker, we appreciate the chance to chat with you. Congrats on the amazing performance last night, and we'll see you again for your Saturday game against the Red Devils of Jeff. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, Tucker Bivin with us. What a bright future he has. Uh, professional opportunities, maybe. Definitely the chance to play at a really first-class college baseball program like Louisville. And last night, if you have never seen Tucker pitch, uh, you would understand right away why he's getting the attention that he is as a baseball player and prospect for the future. He was amazing last night. 14 strikeouts. Gave up just three hits, went the distance, and was as determined as I've ever seen him uh, in that game against Floyd Central. Great baseball last night. I mentioned Max McEwen was awesome for Jeffersonville. He had a three-run homer uh, after starting the game as pitcher, and he went the distance as well for the Red Devils. But amazing was McEwen's blast, three-run blast over the, I think it was the left center wall. Uh, As he crossed the plate, literally as he crossed the plate, the lightning detector uh, there at Jennings County High School went off, the, the, meaning it detected lightning within a 10-mile radius. So we had to go on a 30-minute delay, which in baseball, by the time you wait the 30 minutes and then you have the teams warm up, you're looking at 45 or 50 minutes. So there was a dead period there. But Jeff got the momentum just before the lightning strike and uh, then was able to extend that to a 7-1 victory Last night, the Red Devils playing good baseball right now as well. And I think Saturday's semifinal, New Albany and Jeff will be there. We'll have the game on the Big X. Uh, will be a really, really good sectional semifinal game. In fact, the winner of that game on Saturday uh, is going to be considered the favorite to go on and win the sectional on Monday, Memorial Day. And then whoever wins this 4A sectional locally that we have uh, with local teams, Jeff Floyd, New Albany in it, is always one of the favorites to have a chance to, to maybe win the regionals. So uh, a lot of baseball could be ahead for whoever wins that Jeff New Albany 
rivalry tilt coming up on Saturday afternoon. Some other baseball last night. Clarksville, a big winner. Providence, a big winner. The Dragons of Silver Creek advance. Uh, Borden is uh, getting their sectional underway soon. Uh, a lot of local teams is my point here that can win sectionals and make a run in baseball locally. So it's going to be a fun weekend, weather pending. Again, thank, thankfully, at, at Jennings County, they were able to get the games in last night and stay with it. I thought the AD there and the staff did a great job staying with things. But thankfully, they got those games in because the weather today is going to be rough. There's no question about that. And um, the weather the west, rest of this week may be difficult as well. So sectional baseball is a lot of fun. And last night was a real treat to see a couple good games, lots of great prospects, and some really good pitching as well. And Tucker Biven was at the very top of his game last night with his big effort for New Albany. Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Did you listen last night? Were you at the sectional last night? Love to hear from you your thoughts. Mike Woodson, Tom Allen at Huber's. Did you go there? I know a lot of you did. Uh, I heard from a lot of you that were going there last night. Your thoughts on what you heard? What was your favorite thing or most interesting thing from Coach Woodson? Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is next. And Sharon Wilkerson, the new coach at Jeffersonville, still ahead. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Thursday program. Alex Bozich, InsideTheHall.com, at InsideTheHall on Twitter. My guest to talk IU basketball and, of course, all things last night at Huber's with Coach Mike Woodson, Tom Allen. The football coach was there as well. The Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. You can download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel Every day. Alex, let's start with this. Uh, your big moment, your big takeaway from the event last night at Huber's as far as what Coach Woodson had to say, whether it was to the media before or during his uh, talk, his discussion with a sold-out group of IU fans last night at Huber's. I don't know if there was one major takeaway. Um, just, uh, you know, big picture it seems like there's a, obviously a lot of excitement with Trace Jackson Davis coming back and just listening to Woodson's comments. Uh, you know, there's definitely confidence that this, this team and this program is moving in the right direction. Uh, I feel like Trace was kind of the piece that everyone was waiting on, and obviously that news came down late last week after we talked on our uh you know, segment last week, Matt, and I, I think just the optimism in general surrounding IU basketball is in a really uh, positive spot. Obviously, some of the scheduling stuff that was talked about in, in regards to Louisville and, and playing them in the future in Kentucky as well, that that's going to make some headlines as well. But but overall, I don't, I don't think there was anything earth-shattering or anything, any uh, totally uh, behind-the-scenes information that was uncovered. I just think in general – 
it was uh, just, you know, good to be back in, in that setting, uh, having uh, the IU fans back at Huber's the first time the event has happened uh, since 2019. It's been an annual thing that has gone on for, for a long time. I think Bob Knight actually started um, that event when he was uh, the coach at at IU and I think my dad told me that it really started as Knight went down there to raise money for the library at IU and so it's something that's just been a fun event to go to over the years and you know it's I, you know I've been I've been there in, in times when there hasn't been the turnout and the support um, maybe was dwindling a little bit but this year uh, was as good a turnout as any as I've seen just the overall optimism uh, not only with Woodson, but just the fan base with where the program is, I think was really the biggest takeaway. Alex Bozich inside the hall. We're talking about Mike Woodson's talk last night at Huber's uh, IU Varsity Club tour stop uh, in uh, Starlight, Indiana for that special event. 975 people at the event last night. One of the big takeaways I had, and unfortunately because of our sectional baseball coverage, I could not be there in person, but Coach Woodson, I think your father, Rick Bozich of WDRB, asked some questions about Kenny Payne and uh, John Calipari and the IU-Louisville game possibly happening again. And, of course, the famed Indiana-Kentucky series. Could that return? He talked a lot about schedule and maybe getting both of those people, those opponents, back on. And it sounds like there's already some movement maybe there between getting an Indiana-Louisville game on the docket maybe as soon as a couple years from now. Yeah, it sounds like concrete discussions have, have been held there, uh, much less so uh, on the Kentucky side of things. But just starting with the Louisville side, I, I think it's just kind of a natural fit based on the fact that these are two programs that are, you know, 100 miles away. There's, uh, you know, great support for both programs uh, throughout the area here, uh, really the area that you cover, Matt. Uh, there's a lot of Louisville fans and a lot of Indiana fans, and I think it's a series that, that makes a lot of sense. You throw in the fact that now you've got two people leading each program that are good friends that have a ton of respect for each other. They work together uh, for a season in New York as assistant coaches. Uh, Kenny Payne coming back to his alma mater, Mike Woodson at his alma mater. I think it makes a lot of sense to get this uh, series going again. It's, it's been something that, you know, was played not in the not too distant uh, past. You know, Indiana and Louisville had a three uh, three year series where they played a game at in Indianapolis at, at then Bankers Life Fieldhouse and then played Louisville and then played uh, most recently when Romeo Langford's freshman season in Indiana at Assembly Hall. And then it was kind of cut off after that. I think Indiana getting out of the Crossroads Classic now kind of opens some flexibility in terms of non-conference schedule moving into the future. Uh, when you talk about Kentucky, this is something that has been talked about every year at Huber since the game was uh, ended. I mean, I, I can remember the year, I think, after the watch shot happened, people were down there asking Fred Glass about it, and uh, he famously wrote a letter to Mitch Barnhart proposing you know, a four-game series where two games will be played at Lucas Oil and then a home-and-home, and Kentucky rejected it, and then Going on down the line, Archie Miller, I remember in 2019 being at Evansville for a speech he gave, was asked about the Indiana-Kentucky game. So it's something that's always been talked about. Um, to me, it seems a little bit more complicated from the Kentucky side of things. They have the CBS Sports Classic. They have the Champions Classic. They have the Big 12 SEC Challenge, and they already play Louisville. So 
you know, I, I don't know that there's an appetite on, on from their side of things to play Indiana anymore in the future, regardless of whether it would be in a, a neutral court game or home and home. I think if it's going to be something that Kentucky agrees to, it's definitely going to have to be a neutral court thing. I don't see, at least with John Calipari uh, at the helm, uh, Kentucky coming back to Bloomington. And Woodson did say last night that he's open uh, to a neutral court setup. But Louisville seems a lot more realistic uh, at this point. Uh, something that it seems like could happen in the next couple of years. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But I think that would be a fantastic uh, addition to the schedule, uh, especially if they can play those home and home. I think it'd be a great thing. Alex Bozich inside the hall recapping uh, things from last night with Mike Woodson. He also talked a little bit about the roster for next season. We'll get into that here in a moment. Uh, But I thought it was interesting. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he was talking about name, image, and likeness and the ability of college basketball, really college athletes, to make money now. And he mentioned, and I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, that's important to recognize uh, during the recruiting process, but uh, he doesn't want players that are just coming to college basketball to make money. He said it was important to him. He has players that want to come play and wear that IU jersey. I thought he had some interesting comments on that last night. Yeah, you know, it's it's not particularly surprising that he would embrace it, uh, but also uh, kind of throw out that disclaimer um, that he doesn't want it being the sole focus of players coming to Indiana. Uh, I think that's a good policy to have. I think a guy like Trace Jackson Davis, you look at uh, when he talked to us earlier this week, uh, you know, he while acknowledging that NIL is, is something he wants to take advantage of. It's not what he's focused on. You know, he's going to let the opportunities that are there come to him and develop um, and, and take advantage of those things while not you know, just coming back for that reason alone. And I think that's kind of the mindset that Mike Woodson wants to have. He wants to recruit really good players that want to be at Indiana, and obviously being at Indiana is going to open those opportunities for NIL-type deals. But I think what really what he's kind of – I don't want to say speaking out against, but saying he doesn't want a situation like what we saw at Miami with Nigel Pack, you know, where a guy is basically taking, you know, a a scholarship at a school just for NIL. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of people thought that Nigel Pack would end up at Purdue. I mean, Purdue's point guard, Isaiah Thompson, transferred down to Florida Gulf Coast. Eric Hunter left. And I think Purdue really wanted Nigel Pack. And, then you see him go to Miami, and, and it's clearly an NIL-only deal. And I think that's the kind of thing that Mike Woodson just doesn't really have a strong appetite for. And, and you can understand why, because I think when you start doing that, you really open up uh, a lot of just doors that you don't really want to be go, going into, and uh, you open up the possibility of, of uh problems in the locker room if one guy figures out he's getting 500,000 I'm only getting 350 why is he you know things like that and I think what's going to happen over time in Indiana they're going to be able to find players that want to be at Indiana who also are going to work from an NIL perspective Gabe Cups I think is is an excellent example of that in the next couple years he's got a huge following on Instagram I think he's going to be able to make a lot of money at Indiana based on his social media presence his marketability, but I don't think he's coming to Indiana just to take advantage of NIL. I think that's going to be part of the puzzle for him, but he wants to be at Indiana. I think that's the kind of player that Mike Woodson wants to have in the program moving forward. Alex, I thought another interesting tidbit I saw from last night is Coach Woodson mentioned that the freshmen would get opportunity. They would get some playing time 
and there's some really good freshmen coming in, specifically Hood Shafino and Renault. But obviously, there's kind of a, a log jam uh, at certain positions with this team, especially with TJD now set to return next season. Yeah, I mean, he, in some ways, he has to say that because you want to keep everyone happy. But reality is, you're only going to play what seven, eight, nine guys consistent minutes. I think everyone is going to get an opportunity. I found it interesting that he mentioned Caleb Banks, too, and C.J. Gunn. Uh, I, I don't know that I agree that all those guys are going to get a chance to play. Really, the one that stands out to me is kind of a wild card going into the next season. I'm not sure how much he'll play, but C.J. Gunn, to me, seems like if he can make perimeter shots with any consistency, he would have a chance to, to crack in and earn some minutes because you look at this roster, there's a ton of optimism, Matt, and I'm going to start digging in the next couple of weeks trying to figure out my offseason power rankings and where I want to put IU going into the into the season next year in terms of the Big Ten. There's a lot of people talking, you know, top 10, top 15. Is this the Big Ten favorite? But they haven't really addressed the most glaring issue on the roster from last season, which is they, they couldn't make perimeter shots with any consistency. And I don't really see anything that they've changed uh, in regard to that, other than the new players that they brought in. And I look at, at the list, and I think Gunn is, is a player that could potentially help uh, with that situation if he can come in and, and make three-pointers consistently. So he's kind of one that I, I have penciled in as, as someone with potential, and obviously the, the headliners of the, the class are going to get an opportunity, and I would expect Shavino to play a lot of minutes, but I'm not sure he's going to bring a lot from a shooting perspective. Big event last night, Mike Woodson, Tom Allen, Scott Dolson, and others at Huber's for the IU Varsity Club stop. Great job by Les Wright, former Floyd Central AD, putting the event together, and we're recapping some of the, the talking points, major things from that event last night with Alex Bozich. Alex, uh, I thought it was also interesting that Coach Woodson talked a lot about defense remaining the staple uh, of this program uh, with him as the head coach. Obviously, we know a lot of work went in to the defensive side of things really immediately when Coach Woodson was hired as the new IU coach last offseason. But he also talked that offense is going to be something that they focus on this summer. I know Trace Jackson Davis has encouraged that. And, in fact, one of his direct quotes was last night is, defense will be our staple, our signature. I've got to figure out the offense. And I thought that was an interesting comment as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it would be foolish uh, for him to go into the offseason and just focus on offense. You know, he was kind of asking you know, if he'd make offense kind of the focus this offseason. I think they need to stick with what has gotten them to this point, which is building a team with defense first and continuing to improve their deficiencies offensively. But I think next year you're you're once again going to see an Indiana team that's uh, led by its defense, and uh, they're going to live and die in many ways by how they play uh, defensively. I'm not saying they can't get better, not saying that they won't get better offensively, but I think defense has to be kind of the DNA of, of what this program is built on. It's what Bob Knight built his teams on. Um, you know, Tom Crean won a lot of games in Indiana, but he won with offense. And when they couldn't defend, that's kind of when things came crumbling down for him. Um, so I think any program, you look around the country, the programs that are consistently good year in and year out, it's because they can defend at, at a good level. And when you get into tournament play, especially, you can't really count on your offense to carry you to six straight wins, but you can count on a defense. So I think it's smart 
that Woodson's going to continue to keep that as the backbone of this program. Alex Bozich inside the hall, my guest. Alex, a little bit about the environment last night. I, I mentioned 975 people was the reported attendance a sellout at the event last night. With TJD back, it was almost perfect timing. A lot of enthusiasm, I know, last night. You've covered IU now, this beat, for many years. You've seen the program through some pretty good times, but also also through some rough times as well. How's the general enthusiasm of an IU fan here in the middle of the offseason uh, with some of the good news that's been received recently? I've got to believe just outstanding support there last night. Oh, it was strong. No question about it. Uh, there was a long, long line to get in the building uh, over an hour before I think they started letting people in. You know, I, I didn't get there um, until a little bit after five o'clock and there was already a long line out the building. And by the time I kind of got over to where the media stuff was and continued to kind of keep an eye on things out the door, there was, the line was, was very long as long as I've ever seen it. And overall, I think it's just a, you know, a great event that people look forward to every year and, and we're glad to be able to have it again. Uh, it was actually funny. I was talking to Tom, Tom Allen, um, was there too. And, and he, was, was eating his food and just kind of I, I was sitting at a table by my by myself and he came over and um started eating right next to me and I was sort of started talking to him and he said that this was they had had three seasons of IU football since he had been there because they didn't have this uh since 2019 so IU football played its 2019 20 and 21 seasons uh since the Hubers event and he was just happy to be back and and uh down here an event that obviously he looks forward to each year as well so overall I think it was a great night and people had a good time and it's definitely kind of entering that time of year where not a lot's going on so it gives us something to talk about and write about here for the next couple weeks as well. Alex Bozich inside the hall with us Thursdays you can read a lot of coverage from last night at insidethehall.com and Alex also has up some videos from last night if you want to hear all of what Coach Woodson had to say. Alex, thank you. We'll uh, talk again next week. All right, Matt. Thanks. Have a great day. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Sharon Wilkerson, a former IU basketball player and uh, also the new coach of the Jeffersonville Red Devils. He's approved or was approved just in time for summer basketball, which officially begins in June for uh, the high school teams across the state. We'll talk to Sharon about this opportunity to come back to Southern Indiana and take over the program that over the years has meant so very much to him. Sharon Wilkerson is next. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this in for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. Back on our Thursday program, I want to tell you about a new partner here with the Big X, Shady Rays Sunglasses. If you're tired of buying expensive sunglasses only to lose or break them, or even worse, you never wear them because you don't want to get them dirty, the solution is Shady Rays. They're an independent, American-owned company 
that started in Louisville, Kentucky. You can find out more at ShadyRays.com. In fact, if you go there now, exclusive for our listeners, Shady Rays is offering a 25% off discount so you can try them out and see what they're all about. When you check out on the shopping cart there, use Big X, all one word, B-I-G-X, at checkout to receive 25% off of all adult shades. Also, a couple text messages from the Thornton's text line I want to work in real quick. Uh, Texter says, a lot of money raised for IU Athletics last night. Uh, Guests last night included Fuzzy Zeller and Ned and Sue Fowl. Uh, Obviously, some big contributors to IU, big IU supporters as well. So a lot of fans uh, across the board there last night, including uh, some of the biggest fans locally uh, in financial ways also. A really nice text as well. Texter says, uh, you do such a great job on local sports and IU News, Matt. I enjoy listening to the show on a daily basis. Thank you for what you do. I appreciate that. Appreciate all of you that listen. And uh, we uh, have a special area of sports here in southern Indiana, and it's really a privilege to uh, get the opportunity to broadcast the games and then talk about all the local stuff and IU stuff here with you each day at 11 a.m. Now, our guest of honor here in this segment, Sharon Wilkerson, the new coach at Jeffersonville High School. And, Coach, I have known you for so many years. We've done so many basketball things together that uh, I know we both have fantasized at times you getting a chance to come back where it all began for you and take over this program at Jeff. So I want to give you a heartfelt congratulations, Coach. Welcome back to Southern Indiana and Jeffersonville High School. Mr. Dennison, I greatly appreciate that, my friend, and uh, what an honor. What an absolute honor, and I I, I really appreciate uh, all the support. And uh, honestly, I thank you uh, for having me as a guest uh, here this afternoon. Absolutely. Coach, uh, let's talk about your situation here taking over this job. Uh, You're currently at Logansport High School finishing up the school year there, and then you'll be down at Jeff to get the summer program started. But when this opportunity presented itself uh, and you went through this process to become Jeffersonville's new coach, I've got to believe it's it's kind of almost uh, like a movie in your head to know that there's a chance and, oh, my gosh, now I'm going to be the coach at the program where you had so much success and learned so many life lessons. No, Matt, that's a great question. First, let me say this. Let, let, let me start off by answering the question uh, like this. Uh, you know, Logan Sport is an absolute wonderful community. Uh, they have been extremely supportive in this transition, uh, and they have been absolutely unbelievable. Uh, in, in letting me know that I will be a Barry for life. Uh, that being said, uh, it's, it's really difficult uh, to fully paint an accurate picture of the emotion, uh, having the opportunity to come back and, and honestly uh, be a part of, of a program that means so much to me uh, personally. Uh, Jeffersonville has it's always been a special place in my heart, uh, not just because of the athletic success, but uh, just because of the, the people in the community. Uh, just absolutely wonderful people, uh, and it's it's such an honor. I can't even put it into words uh, how ecstatic I am to, to have this opportunity to, to lead that program. Coach, the other thing I'm curious, what do you know at this point about the team, the program you're going to take over? From the outside looking in, there appears to be a lot of young talent, obviously some key losses from this past season, specifically Will Lovings-Watts, Brandon Razor-Moore, and Kobe Studemeyer but some young talent in the program that you'll get a chance to visit with here very soon and then coach in the month of June. What's your first take on this program and where it's at for next season? No, it's a, we, we have a bunch of young talent. In fact, we have a, we got a, 
whole slew of young talent. So hopefully uh, we can get those guys to buy into this uh, this new culture, uh, I will say. Not necessarily a new culture, but probably a different approach to building a culture. Let's, let's put it like that. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how quickly, from a maturity standpoint, that the, the young student-athletes can adapt. Uh, from a talent standpoint, uh, we, we are very blessed in that area, and hopefully we can we can get everybody on the same page and buy in. You know, Matt, it, it's, it's always a tough transition uh, for administrators and student-athletes, and even the students as well, anytime you get a new coach. Uh, so for, for me, uh, it's a lot easier for uh, a coach in a, in a singular position to make a transition to a program versus 25 uh, student athletes and five coaches. So I, I truly believe that the, 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 the trust factor uh, of understanding and building the program is completely and totally my responsibility. I have to get into the uh, program and understand how it works from a leadership standpoint. Uh, and then from that point, uh, hopefully I can be able to put my experience and my special touch uh, on the program and, and be able to get us moving back in the right direction. Sharon Wilkerson, new Jeffersonville coach, my guest today here on our Thursday program. Sharon, I want to ask you this. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of turnover at Jeffersonville. There's been some tough situations at times, still some success over the years, but a lot of coaches have come and went in the last 15 or so years, really since your coach, Mike Broughton, departed the program. So for a lifelong Jeffersonville fan listening that's yearning to get back to the days and the support that Jeff Basketball once had, what will be different about Sharon Wilkerson as the leader of this program as opposed to some of the other coaches and other leaders they've had in recent years? No, Matt, Jeffersonville is a unique, unique place. And, and I mean that with the utmost love and the utmost respect. Obviously, it's my home. Uh, and, and I truly believe that it is the Kansas, the Indiana, the Kentucky, the Duke. It, it's that level uh, of, of, of basketball, if you will. Uh, and and it's, it's extremely important uh, that whoever is the coach, uh, you, you have to forge relationship with the community members and specifically with the student athletes and their families. I truly believe that that is the secret uh, for any coach in any sport is, is the relationships. Now, Matt, when you really dissect it, you know, uh, Kyle Perry, well, let, let's talk about for a second. You know, he got a lifetime contract. And now, obviously, it's really hard to keep fans happy. But now you all of a sudden hear fans becoming disgruntled uh, because they expect so much in such a short period of time. And it's really difficult. And it does. It takes time. Uh, so that being said, it's my home. Uh, and as long as uh, I'm able to walk and breathe, uh, I will put my best foot forward and make sure that we represent the community of Jeffersonville at the highest level of excellence. Coach Wilkerson of Jeffersonville, my guest coach. A state champion you were, along with your teammates, back in 1993. Uh, you know what it takes to get to that level. You went on to play in college. You went on to play professionally. Uh, you really have the game of basketball. It's been such a huge part of your life. But uh, to get back to that level, to compete for a state championship, uh, it, it, as you mentioned, it takes a staff. It takes a school. It takes a community. And I'm curious, since you've had the job, I know that there's been a lot of buzz about you getting this position. Have you heard from some of those former teammates that were with you when Jeff was at its peak and winning state championships and going to the Final Four of Indiana High School basketball on a regular basis? 
Matt, I'll have to be honest with you. The the homecoming and the the support of former teammates and uh, personal relationships with people there in the community, it's been absolutely overwhelming. Uh, I I anticipated uh, some support, uh, but I did not anticipate the support that I I say we, uh, that we have gotten uh, since this has been announced. It's been overwhelming, uh, I mean, to the point of, of tears. Uh, and obviously, it, it definitely is, is, is tears of, of joy. Uh, I, I, I can't put into words uh, how everybody has embraced uh, the decision to, to give me the opportunity to lead my home program again uh, as the coach. Uh, so it's I, I can't put into words how honored I am uh, to, to have this opportunity and, and be in this position. Coach Wilkerson, one of the things that uh, I know you've talked a lot about uh, gearing up to take over this position is it's not just going to be about coaching the varsity and JV teams and freshman teams. It's going to be about getting out in the community, making those partnerships, working with businesses, and even working with maybe the youngest Red Devils in your schools in Jeff to rebuild this thing from top to bottom. What's your commitment to uh, the youngsters and really to the overall community as far as the basketball program from top to bottom you look to build? Matt, I think this is a great opportunity to, to share the vision. Uh, for, for us, it's uh, the high school game has, has pretty much turned into the college game. Uh, from a recruitment standpoint. Now, we don't like to use the word, word recruitment. We like to use the word adopt because we, we truly feel that we are a family. Forget about me, I love you. So that being said, we, we, we look at it as an adoption into the high school family, and then we, we adopt, we adapt, and we succeed. Obviously, the expectations from a social standpoint, from an academic standpoint, uh, from a character standpoint, uh, from an athletic standpoint, it, it's going to be very demanding. So there will be a period where the incoming freshmen will have to adapt to the things that we are asking uh, as, as students and student athletes. Then from that point, then we feel once the foundation has been laid, uh, then that is when you start to talk about winning basketball games. Uh, but we will build the program from top to bottom, starting with, with the kindergartners. We will make sure that our footprint and our, and our presence is felt and will reverberate in, through the entire community. I think that it's important that kids understand that we care about them as well. Even though you're the little brother, we still have you in our sights and you are still part of the plan uh, that we have for the future of this program. All right, good stuff from Sharon Wilkerson, the new Jeff coach. Coach, two quick questions. How excited are you to get back here? And even though June is really just scrimmage games and practices and workouts, how excited are you to get out on the court at Johnson Arena and get to some of these summer league games and just be the head coach of the Red Devils? You know, Matt, I'll be honest with you, buddy. This, this, this month of June is extremely important, but it's important for a different reason. Like, I have to get in there and I have to figure out how everybody works and how everybody's synergies come together. And then from that point, once I have given my assessment, then I can sit back down with the staff and we can figure out the best direction to move for the current kids that we have. I think that that's so critical when you start to form this this new culture and the new way of, of attacking uh, what you want to put in place. And I, I have some wonderful coaches uh, that during this transition of the search of finding a new coach, uh, they have continued uh, to make sure that the, the student athletes has, has been given what they need uh, to be successful. Uh, so I, I'm not looking to really make a whole lot of movement in the first couple of weeks of June, Matt. Uh, you know, I'm going to be setting down with my, my notebook and I'm going to be taking notes and I'm going to be very observant. And, you know, I, I got a lot of questions that I need answered. Uh, so we, we will be very methodical.
people and how we move forward. But I can promise you uh, it will definitely be uh, the best opportunity for the kids that we have to be successful. All right, Sharon, as we close things out today, I've got the million-dollar question for you. Uh, Is Coach Clark Miles, the living legend who's been a Red Devil coach for 30-plus years, is he going to be on the sidelines with you, Coach Wilkerson? Clark Miles has a lifetime contract with Jeffersonville High School, Matt Dennison. I need you to understand this. Uh, Clark Miles is an absolutely wonderful man. He is a pillar of the community, has been a pillar of the community uh, ever since I can remember. Uh, he has been a father figure to so many kids that has come through uh, the Jeffersonville program, and, and excluding uh, basketball. I mean, just from an overall aggregate uh, perspective, uh, Clark Miles has touched a lot of people uh, in that community, uh, and and he will continue to do that. Uh, And as as long as I'm around Jeffersonville, uh, Clark Miles is a forefather, and it's an absolute honor uh, to have him uh, part of our staff. All right, great stuff. Coach Wilkerson, welcome home. Glad to have you on today. Thank you, my friend. All right, that's going to wrap up this uh, Thursday program. Back with you Friday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.